Hello and welcome to Victory Points. I'm Jake Michaels. And I'm Becca Scott. This is a podcast about people who love tabletop games, interviewing people who love tabletop games about the tabletop games they love. Hi, Becca. Oh, hi, Jake. (laughs) You you nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) Thanks. Am I ever okay? No. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, today you're going to be great because we have a guest who's awesome. His name is David Guthrie. There's a theater named after him. It is. (laughs) (laughs) That's not factually factually true, but we're going to edit the Wikipedia entry before the end of this podcast. He's an actor, a gamer, and a Canadian. He's on the show today because he recently completed a personal challenge of playing the top 100 board games on Board Game Geek in 100 days. Woohoo! What an accomplishment! Insane. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Did I hear you're a Canadian? I am from Canada land. I thought that was a typo. You thought it was comedian? Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense in this list in Los Angeles. <laughs> Thank goodness. So sick of comedians. Ready for a Canadian. We need who, more Canadians. Who wants to talk to comedians, really? Nobody. I would host a show that's just a stand-up of all comedians funny and not, or Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> non-funny, non-funny comedians? I want to watch that. <laughs> I just want to watch Canadians just say polite things. Yeah. yeah. Just be sorry about everything. <laughs> Are you one of those polite Canadians? I... I do, when I bump into somebody, or when someone bumps into me, I do apologize to them. That's a very Canadian thing. Yeah. So I, I do that. I don't know. Do you guys do that? Well, here's the thing about me and apologizing. I don't do it because of an Amy Schumer sketch where about women who apologize too much. Great sketch. Look it up. And I realized I should never apologize again. Ever? Yeah. Well, when I do something genuinely wrong, if I bump into someone... I say thank you. (laughs) Someone moved out of my way in an aisle the other day and I turned to them and I said, thank you. Because if I were to say sorry, like what? What am I apologizing for? I didn't do anything wrong. And if I hear another woman (laughs) apologize, I correct her. That's actually a really good point. Someone told me once that thanking somebody, like if you're late for something, instead of saying, sorry, I'm late, if you say, thank you for waiting yeah, for me. Yeah. That's just a better way to approach dealing yeah, with people because like it's just less, I don't know what the point of it is, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like, it's just I would think, wow, yourself. David is such a grateful person instead of, mm-hmm. God, he's always late and apologizing. See, that's the thing is like when you, when it's a resource that you have like in a relationship with a person, you don't want to give that up too much. But what if it's a stranger though? So if you bump into someone in the grocery store, you're not losing anything by saying sorry if you were confused about whose fault it was because maybe it was your fault unassumingly, right? Well, the truth is I say, excuse me. Uh, I don't say sorry <laughs> because I have removed it from my... No, I did say thank you and someone moved out of my way. Like they leaned back slightly as I was coming through. I, I'm i going to start running into you more. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to be like... Start body checking you in Yeah, the it'll be our fun thing okay. uh, where I'll just start wearing more and more padded clothing. And thanking me every time I hate you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like a grateful running back or something like that. This sounds like a fun game, actually. I'm, I'm excited to play. Uh, Spe- more big games and dex games, you know? Knock your friends over physically. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you, the board game. There we go. There, I like it. Yeah, it's an update from Sorry, the board game, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck Sorry, the board game. Was yeah. that on the top 100, by the way? It was not. No. So... You did this incredible feat. I woke up this morning thinking about how we were going to come here, and I was just like, I could never be this accomplished of a person. <laughs> 100 board games in 100 days. I was like, oh, well, I could play 52 in a year. Easy. Wait, hold on. That's way different. That's a, that's a much smaller percentage. So first question, how mm-hmm. difficult was this process? Honestly, 
It was fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't curse only I can curse on this show. <laughs> it was fudging hard. <laughs> you can't cuss. <laughs> I like fudge. I don't know. Um, it was very hard. I it was harder than I ever thought it was gonna be because I <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I, I don't like doing things that hard. When you say hard in terms of the time management. Yeah, the logistics yes. of this thing mm -hmm. were a nightmare. I didn't, I just thought it was going to be me playing, I, in the vision in my head of me playing 100 board games in 100 days, was just like, la-di-da, like, <laughs> it's like sun shining, I'm like rolling dice with my friends, and like everyone's happy, and I'm just like playing games, and I'm playing in a cool, field, in a field, with no wind, drinking a margarita, yeah, no wind, yeah. Except the, it's, uh, the wind only breezes your hair and not the table and cards. Exactly, yeah. yes, the ultimate outdoor gaming experience. I did not have any of that when I played this challenge. Instead, it was a bleak hellscape where you were trying to find as many friends as possible to get together at a time where you could fit this three-hour game yeah. into their life. Because this isn't just a commitment for you. This is a commitment for the people that have to play with you most often. Uh, you did have one ultimate goal at the end of this. What was that? The goal, well, my ultimate goal was to play every game on the top 100 list by the time the 100 days expired. And then also still be in a relationship by the time this goes. That's two, what I was looking for. Not those are my lose two, the girlfriend. Two criteria. <laughs> I could say which one was more important, but those are my two goals. Sure. Well, uh, another logistics question. So the top 100 is on boardgamegeek.com. Correct. Uh, new when logo. We, when we say the top 100, is it the hotness list? Because that's like a what's a pulse thing, right? Or is it top 100 ranked no, of all you, time? If you click on board games, they've mm -hmm. ranked them from one to 10,000 or whatever. And so the top 100 uh, on the site were the ones I was trying to play. So did that list change or did you screenshot it and said, even if it changes, this is the list I'm going with? So that would require a lot more forethought as, uh, <laughs> that I had doing this. But no, I actually did, just because I was starting an Instagram at the same time, I did one of my posts. I just posted like what the top 100 list was. So that was good because it was a screenshot because it did change as I started playing, which I, I actually didn't predict that because I, I thought in 100 days, how is this, this list isn't going to change in 100 days. Like, you don't know the fast paced world of board games. I had no idea what I was getting into. So yeah, a few games popped onto the list while I was playing. Um, but I just kind of went with it. I decided that if the game, I, I ultimately went with if the game was on the list, at the time that I played it, then I counted that as I played mm -hmm. the top. Okay, so games. so you're not you're not scrutinizing over. You're playing a hundred games. You're not gonna cry at night if the list changed. No, you just got. I was just kind of rolling with it. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that people do with ranking these games? Do do, the, do you feel that that is a good representative of the top games, or did you find that like there's way too many worker placements in this list? Yeah, the second thing, for sure. <laughs> I, I I also didn't really know what I liked in a game before I started doing this. I had an idea, of, but I hadn't really sat and thought about what games I really liked or why I liked a game. And then as I was playing through this list, which has a lot of like the Euro-style worker placement games, I, I was like, okay, another worker to yeah. place. Here we go. Well, yeah. that also has to do with the population of people on BGG who take the time to rank and review and rate and, right. Uh, are, and what are, they're into. Yeah, which is a crunchier level of gamer. Crunchy is my favorite word to describe, you know, something with a lot of mm. Euro style aspects to it. And uh, so so that's mm. what you learned. What did you learn about your preferences? Well, I learned I don't like those games as much. <laughs> uh, I, Ouch. I realized that I, 
I realize I like games with a lot of uh, player interaction, mm-hmm. like games where you're like negotiating with people yeah. or even you know backstabbing them or working with them or um, just con- in conflict with them. And then a lot. So I guess a lot of these worker placement games. Well, some of them I really enjoyed and I I loved. A lot of them just felt like I was playing you know solitaire for three hours and I would look up and go. Oh, look what you did after three hours. <laughs> yeah. Look what I yeah. did. And let's count the points and see who won. So sure. I just, I mean, it's fun. I don't mind doing that. But I, for me, the point I, like, of sitting down to play with people is because I want to like destroy you or work with you or. I want to destroy you where you watch me destroy you. Yeah. Not have, an, s- <laughs> have an experience with those people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to your point about like a lot of those games being up at the top of the list because of the people that review too, is like a lot of those games built upon other games on the list in a slightly better or different way Mm. and so you see some repetition of that and I'm wondering actually because of how you had to cram some of those games in if you played some of them back to back and maybe your distaste for them only grew more (laughs) because you had to sit through 12 hours of like back to back worker placement games that aren't that different right well and and even to the extent that like Agricola is on the list twice which is (laughs) (laughs) actually like different versions or the same yeah it's like the revised version or the original but the revised version is only a few cards different <laughs> so I and that's a haul of a game I was told yeah. uh, in a YouTube comment it's Agricola yeah I, I started out on the challenge calling it Agricola and then by the end yeah. of it I was like oh I guess that's not how I think I used to call it, it Agricola too yeah maybe uh, it's based on a Latin word oh I mean that, farmer that makes sense I gotta reread this Agriculture? YouTube comment mm-hmm. yeah that that also makes sense <laughs> and shout out who made it uh, but another logistic where did you get your hands on all these games? Oh, yeah. Do you buy every single one, and are you in debt now? I did not buy. I bought two games for this challenge. Um, oh, impressive! And the rest, I th- and this was this is part of the amazing thing about doing this is I met so many people doing this because I quickly realized after a few days that I had exhausted my friends for playing games because my friends like games but i quickly realized that this was going to be a lot of games that they weren't going to want to play you need new friends yeah yeah so i exactly and someone told me while i was playing this that it's easier to make a gamer into a friend than a friend into a gamer Mm. and i realized that was true uh literally after and what didn't take long it was kind of sad after four days i played a couple games with my friends and i already felt like i was Basically them asking them for a favor. Yeah. And I can't do this for three months. Yeah. So I I started a meetup group uh, on the second week and started meeting tons of people, amazing people, tons of gamers. And then I started going to Game House Cafe, which is in Glendale. Yeah, uh, and hood. Amongst other cafes. And I found out that there's a monthly pass to Game House that I didn't know existed. Which is... <laughs> they only tell special gamers about that. Yeah. and They, they... haven't told me. <laughs> oh, no. We'll have to bleep this part of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't advertise it. But then once I realized that that existed, and they also gave me a... I, I went on Board Game Geek and found a list of, like, most of the cafes list what their collection is mm-hmm. so i started to I, I created a spreadsheet i have oh, a whole crazy spreadsheet for you this did the logistics then. it was an insane it was like the, honestly the hardest game of this hundred games was the game where i was like trying to plan out all the games yeah that was like the 101st game and that was <laughs> very hard um but also kind of fun it's kind of kind of like i like that kind of a challenge i guess but um to answer your question i i would just I found a list of games from all the different cafes and I started to like check off which games I were where and then 
I I started making oh, a wow. list of the games I didn't have, and then I would ask around and. And then people when on Instagram. When you say Instagram, ask around, it was, yeah, it was on social media? On Instagram, in mostly. Groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just start posting about that or people would ask me and I would just say, hey, have you ever, uh, do you do you have War of the Ring? Because no one has that game. Um, and then eventually enough people started messaging me and I was like, okay, write, wrote their name down and okay. Then after about day 20 or 30, I had almost all the games sourced. At least I knew oh where, they, where they were. And then I just in the had greater to, Los Angeles area. Yeah, in LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Some exactly. of them being people who Instagram messaged you and said, Come to my house, That's I have great. this game. Basically. You go play. Yeah. Did anyone um trap you in a dungeon and try and like uh, keep yeah. you there? No, uh thankfully. Oh, no, good, good. On my meetup, one of my questions for my meetup group was, Are you a psycho? Are you gonna murder me? <laughs> so and everyone said so no. So you vetted for that. For that. Yeah. It was, and it turns out people were honest. There was a guy who said yes, frowny face, and like didn't message. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I can't message you because you answered this question incorrectly. Yeah, it was a very watertight test, but um, no, it was it was interesting. And that's the best part about doing this. I met so many people, and and that's really great. And yeah, I just I went to weird places of the city I've never been to before. And when you went to San Bernardino, and there was an earthquake, <gasps> we played Agricola. <laughs> Well, the house was okay, shaking. I found since you said it again, I wanted to give credit to the person who commented. Magister three four three commented on the YouTube. It's Agricola. The O is short by nature and position, so the accent is on the anti-penult. Uh, anti-penult. Anti-penult. <laughs> it's the Latin word for farmer. I remembered that correctly, or more literally, field cultivator. It would not be the proper term for someone involved in vertical farming, fish farming, etc. What vertical farming is? Why not? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know about vertical farming? It's about I, to save space. I just do horizontal oh, no. on my farm. They have like skyscrapers that have yeah. plants on it's every level. It's like level. the parking oh. garage of farming. Yeah. I have heard of this because my husband loves to talk about this one uh, thought experiment about a vertical pig farm where uh, their their shit feeds the tilapia in, in the base of the skyscraper. And uh, there's apple trees that grow on the patios of each level of the skyscraper because pigs love apples. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a beautiful thought. That's your husband's thought experiment? <laughs> no, he saw it one time and he loves to tell this anecdote over you gotta and over. You got to get him on the show. I mean, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> then he'd find out all the things I say about him on the show. That's funny. Let's, what was your, David, what was your like biggest uh, day of gaming? Like, so did you, what was your, the one you went through the full marathon of like trying to get as many in one night or whatever? Okay, so that happened a few times. Basically, I fell behind very early in this challenge because <laughs> 100 days seems like a long time and then you, you're shaking your head. Every day sounds like way too much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's only over, just over three months. But in when you're starting out, you're just like, oh, I can, you know, like I can play a few games a day, and I'll, I'll, you know, it's Sunday, whatever. Like, I'll, I mean, I play games normally anyway, but I just assumed it would happen, and then I quickly fell behind, where I was like ten games behind or something. So ten days behind, it was like day ten, and then <laughs> <laughs> you played one game. <laughs> and I, yeah, no, it was like day ten. I played. No, I guess it was. I don't know. But I just fell behind, and then I quickly realized that it's very hard to catch up because these games are so long, yes. and they're like three-hour games. Yes. And, and they you put take... off the you put off the long ones. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. I started. So my first thing was when I got I got really far behind, and then, um, and then. Uh, my girlfriend Emma, she she said, who Jake knows, uh, and she's still your girlfriend. Luckily, yes. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that to the end. We'll like leave that surprise <laughs> to the end. Wait, uh, how many days in are you? 
Oh, into the, the podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the end of our relationship. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so she was like, let's go to Game House and let's just knock off a bunch of the easy ones because I was starting to get overwhelmed by the just the enormity of this. And so we went and we played like Patchwork and Star Realms and Five Tribes and... Love it. Um, Wait, no, hate it. Love it. <laughs> Pretty okay on it. Go on. Um, Other ones like Santorini. Oh yeah, Santorini. Yeah. Love it. That's in the top 100. Not anymore, but it was when I played. Okay, it. Well, back in the day. That's when easy. I, thing, one to get out. It got replaced by another work replacement game. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that game was kind of cool. I it's, never played it, it's in a not game a bad like game. I'm just surprised it made it all the way up there. It's yeah. very similar to Tack, based on. Oh yeah, Santorini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> based on Santorini. Uh, so where's I going with this? Yeah, so we played a bunch of the two-player games and knocked True. off five that afternoon, and then I caught. You know, I started to catch back up. And uh, yeah, so that was one of them. And then that happened over the course of the three months because, you know, life gets in the way. And then, you know, sometimes I work freelance. So sometimes I'm working, you know, and sometimes I'm not. So the days I wasn't working are easier to catch up. And then. um, But then that day is spent gaming. Yeah. Because like even the middle, even like these medium sized games on the list are still like an hour set up and figuring out at least before you yeah. roll the first die. And right? the, the the learning the rules was mm-hmm. definitely also one of the hardest parts. Mm-hmm. I would sometimes I'd get home from work, um, quickly cook dinner and go straight to game house, play, play the game for like three hours, come home and then I get home at midnight. And then I have to learn the rules for the game that I'm going to play the next day. Oh my day. gosh. And that's the worst time to learn it. <laughs> because I, so I started, so board game rule videos became my, like my lifesaver. I, I don't think did I read I help? A, pardon? Did I ever help? Uh, I don't think you did any of the oh, games that I was. Yeah, yeah. I was good opportunity, We're David. You just wrong. missed a great opportunity to compliment her. Okay. That's so true. Well, you can leave now. <laughs> the door's right there. <laughs> All right. Thanks uh, for being here, David. It was. <laughs> uh, I love your show, but I I didn't. There it is. I didn't use it for the challenge. <laughs> well, to be um, fair, we actually cover a lot of newer stuff, and a lot of those are older games too. Yeah. yeah. Actually, anytime we get a chance to choose whatever we want, it's often an older Euro game. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um. So I I. I watched a lot of um, Rado run through and mm-hmm. watch it played and, and basically yeah. fell asleep. Love I fell asleep to their voices quite <laughs> yeah, often yeah. on this thing. So that was a weird way to get tucked into bed and I listening to board game rules. It was well, very I mean, interesting. Rodney makes sense. Rodney Smith of Watch It Played. Yeah. That is a lullaby of a voice right there. Yeah. Rado's a little amped, you know? You're yeah. Like, he's a, he, it seems like you have your YouTube set to 1.25. And that's just Rado. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that was good for me. I was happy for that because I could watch it while I was doing something and just kind of listen to it in the background and then just learn the game. And I started to actually, this kind of brings uh, back to a point you made earlier about games kind of like being similar. I started to pick up the games quite quickly. Like I would just, even if I, when I sat down and people were teaching it, I'd see the iconography. Yeah, I get the mechanic. Hold like, on, okay, let me just yeah, win. I, I think I get it. I did this. I've done this five times already. So yeah. I. Yeah. So that was weird. Like the skill of learning a board game was something that I developed over. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, not to flex or anything, but like not a big deal. Well, yeah, I'm sure you guys. You guys are. There's great patterns at this, but... you recognize, right? Like, I mean, we're moving pieces around different cards on boards. Like, uh, uh, there's a finite amount of ways to do that depending on the theme. So you start to see the similarities right. and quite you, easy. You see the like the fundamental mechanic underneath, mm-hmm. and then you start to recognize like the icons that sort of relate to that and. And it's you start to just yeah you start to intuit the game a bit. The difficulty yeah. comes when there's always just these exceptions to the rules that are only listed like in the rule book or something like that. Because a, a good a game with good rules doesn't always have a good rule book. 
So True. the best rule book reader I've ever met is this gentleman right here, Jake Michaels. Do you consider yourself in that class now? Can you read a rule book more quickly or because you opt for watching a video, that's it, it's it's the skill that you learned was intuiting rules when someone is reading the, or explaining it yeah, to you. Yeah, that's a good question. I I started out being the guy always that would read the rule book in my gaming okay. circle of people and would I always was the person to teach the game. But then when this 100 games thing happened, I never had time to learn the game and teach it to people. Everyone, I, I was just bringing people that knew the game. So all these people, I found all these amazing people who are so good at teaching yeah. games. Um, like Ruel, I know you guys know Ruel. Like yeah, he, I played TI4 with him amongst some other games uh, and he taught a bunch of them to me and he's he's stellar at that. Um, Ruel Gaviola, he listens to this podcast. Hey, Ruel. What's up, Ruel? <laughs> and he also blogs about gaming, so make sure that you find Ruel. You know, um, he's got a username. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a name. Um, so he, he, amongst other people, were so good at teaching the games that I um, I didn't read read any rule books during this thing. So I, I wouldn't say I'm any better at reading a rule book now. Okay, not a skill that you gained, but the skill you gained was intuiting. Yeah, I think just learning a game fast. Did um, you win many of these games? I won a fair amount, actually, uh, but not... I. I was playing against a lot of people that knew the game so well. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes I got destroyed. Some people were like experts at the game, and then, and I was just happy to have played it. To be honest, that like I wasn't trying to win every game. Um, I I uh, am on your Instagram, and I just noticed there is a winners tab, and uh, you have made a boomerang of every winner oh, that cool. is very entertaining to look at. <laughs> yeah, people don't. I I like celebrating wins, and I feel in board games sometimes people are so just sort of play it down and, I, and when I was doing that I was like no just celebrate for five it's seconds it's what you like, spent like, six hours prepping for happy yeah. you get to it. Yeah, I don't care oh. it's not rubbing it in my face yeah. I'm happy you won just like should go all for be it. that's an interesting that idea I, I want to talk a little bit more about the ethics of celebrating a win when we come right back welcome back to Victory Points I'm Becca Scott yes you are that's Jake Michaels <laughs> Yes, I am. And our guest today is David Guthrie, the player of 100 board games in 100 days. And we were talking about whether or not it's okay to celebrate a win. <laughs> I think there's a lot that goes into it, and it depends on the type of game, how much one may celebrate said win, and how butthurt opponents are. Would you agree? I would agree. I'm curious to know how you guys go about celebrating. Ruthlessly. <laughs> no, you mean you rub it's it evolved. in? I talk about it a lot. I used to rub it in. Now I say, oh, well, I won, moving on. Uh, or if someone else wins, I celebrate that heartily. Yes, I think that's my favorite part is, is celebrating us, another person's win mm -hmm. is to like be lead the applause a little bit and also like really congratulate them in a good way because it kind of makes your loss feel better too. Like, great job, David. You really like crushed me. Right. That it's was like, fun. It's like when you play soccer or whatever and you shake everyone's hand at the yeah. end of the game. It's like, you, I don't, I actually, I don't think, when we played TI4 together, mm -hmm. everyone shook everyone's hand after that, which that's, was, I didn't have, that's the only time I've ever had that. That's called diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that game also was quite like, you and I were pretty neck and neck at the end. So yeah. I felt like we made a bond through our adversarial nature because we were just right at the finish line with each other. Yes, this is the infamous Jen Cant that you all attended. <laughs> yeah, that was the, a pretty- The non-board game convention convention. And a good example of how your network expanded because Ruel brought you to that and you met 
met him through your uh, challenge, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. At Ruel Gaviola on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. Where's Ruel? Bring him on. Bring him out. <laughs> Get there it. All right, Ruel's behind the curtain. Oh, there he Ruel's is. Ruel's on Ruel. like episode four. Yeah. So go check it out. Go check it out. Um, but like, yeah, with... I guess with with people winning, I definitely want to make sure that like we all know that that was part of our goal. Is someone's gonna win? Like, I mean, everybody right. everybody gets really like, uh, or a lot of new gamers, I should say, that are really about the competition, really feel like if they didn't win, they didn't have a good time. And it's like, no, you did have a good time. You're just forgetting that right now. <laughs> Jake, uh, I don't. I think you're thinking about it the wrong way. Oh. Just because I started life doesn't mean I'm ready to die. <laughs> just because I decided to play this game doesn't mean I'm ready for someone else to win. Oh, you're not prepared for that possibility? No. Okay. I mean, well, that, that brings a point about, I mean, I think celebrating is obviously linked with sore losery. Uh, yes. Ness, if that's a word. Oh. Are you breaking that stigma with your celebratory Instagram boomerangs? Well, I guess so. I guess I'm trying to. Because I think sometimes I don't celebrate in a scenario where I feel like someone is a is like just can't is a bad loser and and I'm like oh I just have to sort of like be just very like be cool calm about this win but Back away but slowly. a sad loser is projecting a lot of negative energy whereas a a great winner is usually positive energy now a winner that's rubbing it in the loser's face is a different story right and so that's that's a fine so line yelling you walk. in your face is not acceptable <laughs> I win in your face yeah that's. Okay, I'm writing this uh, down in my notes. Yeah, so you're not supposed to give them a noogie when you when you win, right? No. Mm, do you give your girlfriend noogies? <laughs> she gives them to him. I actually have said the word noogie in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. It, that felt, it did not roll off the tongue. It was like, what is this word when you like rub someone's head with your knuckle? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's a noogie. Are, must they be in a headlock for it to be a, a true noogie? I think so, yeah. Otherwise, it's just a great hand noogie. No, there's no such thing. That's just like a, yeah. Just like a knock, knock, head, knock, knock. How do you do that? Get off my head. Yeah, you need to hold the head so you can get the rotation of the noogie. really And you have to make some sort of like weird voice. like, Let's talk about expectations versus reality. Was there any particular games that you were like jacked up to play and then turns out, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting or vice versa? Was there anything you were like, oh, here we go. And then you had a great time. I think the easier answer is the ones that I was uh, that were unexpectedly good. Yes, because I I was tentative about certain games going in, Um, mostly the long, really long ones. Like Ti, mm-hmm. Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition was something you didn't want to play. No, I didn't want to play that at all. And I just thought it looked wrong. very long and arduous. Well, and to be clear, isn't the third edition on the list too? Yeah, Did so you I play the, both? I played both. I played. Oh my gosh, Ti Four first. Uh, in oh, my no. <laughs> in my in my idealized version of this challenge, I would have played everything in the right order, right. and I would have played Ti Three and found and experienced the evolution of mm-hmm. a board game development. Uh, but instead, I just played Ti. I for I because it was there and <laughs> I played it and then near the end I was like shit I have to play TI3 now and then it was actually kind of interesting because then I realized how much better TI4 is I think because I played it first mm-hmm. explain um, uh, the differences because I've never played TI3 I'm just cool. a, I'm, yeah, I'm just a Jay, fourth Jay I mean, to answer this question no like I know I can't answer this question because I haven't played it but I oh. know through enough hearsay and like kind of the basics of it but you could speak to it I can give it I in one I think in one example is um so for those people that haven't played TI, is there anyone that hasn't played TI for that's listening Absolutely. to this? I find yeah. that many hardcore gamers are like, yeah, it's on my list. How do you get six, six people. people to play right. for, for eight hours yeah. having not played before? Right. Yeah. So again, that was, I guess, yeah, that is part of the stigma because that's one of the th- reasons I never played it. 
but I played it for the first time um, with three people, and it was fun. Um, so, to, but the difference though, so there's there are these cards you pick called the strategy cards at the beginning of the round, and they're the cards that you give you like an, an action. You can do that round, um, and I, like that your opponents can then mirror um, an, like a, a version of that strategy. I'm not explaining this very well. You're, but, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, so basically, there's these eight strategy cards, and that kind of dictates the the main action you're going to do that that round. But what's great about the game is that other people are involved in your turn because when you do your big action that you kind of, it's draft style. So if someone takes that strategy card that you wanted, you can kind of do a lesser version of it when they do their right. action. So you have to be paying attention and waiting for their turn. But you're also like, oh, I wanted to one. Right. And that's what's great about that game is the interaction because you're constantly engaged. But the difference One of with, your things you've learned is a preference in gaming. Yes, that's yeah. true. And playing that game definitely helped me realize that. But I would say the difference for for TI3 is that one of those cards in TI3 just gives you two points. <laughs> like straight out by taking that card. Nonsense. Yes. Which two is crazy. Two points is a lot. Ten that's points a wins you the game. I know. Right? So that's, we it's all know how hard, points yeah. are so hard to come by in, in TI. <laughs> and so the first, I was, my friend who taught us, he knew he knew the game well and all the rest of us had never played TI3 before. And so the first two rounds, before we even realized what happened, he had taken it twice and he had four points yeah. lead on us. And when everyone else we, had zero. We had zero. We couldn't recover from that. And he was just laughing at us, basically. And <laughs> so that's why you play TI4. Yeah. Okay. So TI4 no, even kind of has a little bit of that problem, too, because every time I've taught people, I've always been like trying to remind them as I'm climbing up the score scale, the army and the fleets don't matter. Right. What matters is the that. points. You and the first that time I played, I still accumulated <laughs> the most gigantic army I possibly yeah. could because it was satisfying. Yes, it's exactly. So you even said that when we played, yes. and also everyone else at the table still was building a big army. Did I, I say I it think, when we played? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is like we just forget that's the only objective is because we want more ships. I'm playing Risk in my mind, <laughs> <laughs> and I am winning. So yeah. the Imperial card, which is the card that scores those points, right, in the third edition, yeah. so it got, it got drafted. It still actually technically scores two points points in fourth but there's a lot of conditions that must be met in those ways right and yeah. one holding the capital planet which is mechatol rex uh, i'm sorry right. what'd you call it mechatol rex thank you <laughs> yes nice no, except how many times have you won fuck you <laughs> <laughs> ask me how many times i've lost ti4 <laughs> oh i played how many three times, you... times and you won three times no i didn't did i really yeah. No, James won one of those. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's How many times? Sorry, have... tall guy with glasses won. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you lost? Zero. To... Oh, flawless I'm gonna victory! I'm going to retire now. I won. Play twice, won twice. Complete <laughs> fluke both times. I um, stole your thunder on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, any other like crazy expectations that were dashed? Um. Yeah. So I wasn't. I. Did not expect to like that game. I thought it was going to be too long. Um, I still think it is a little long, to be it honest. Is, yeah. um, I feel like when I play it, I've like I feel like we could scrunch this down into three or four hours and not six hours. You but. can, and actually, I have. Ruel says he's gotten through a few games in under six before, which Lies. is impressive. But Impossible. I think, I think what it about the sandwich break? <laughs> oh, we took yeah, we took we had the sandwich <laughs> break. We literally had a sandwich break. Yeah, there's a always sandwich a sandwich break. break. I it's know. It's always a little too late. We're all grumpy in round five, and we should have had it in round four, yeah, but. Exactly. <laughs> Mm. You got to time the sandwich break. Um, unexpected. Uh, so, yeah, so similar games like that, like in Star Wars Imperial Assault, I, I thought was going to be like a long mm -hmm. game. And um, I actually realized, I guess the thing I realized, I actually don't mind long games. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, 
You were worried about the slog, and that the slog wasn't the issue. Yeah, there's a reason it's on the list. Right, it's immersive. You forget the time's flying. That's so true. Um, Yeah, and I guess if the game is good, it doesn't matter how long it is. Which is why I want to play. I want to try diplomacy. Yeah, we were talking about. No one's ever. Everyone I've talked to is no one's ever finished that game. They always say the same thing. I we played it for eight hours, and then we all stopped. But yeah. it sounds fun. I mean, the idea of it to me sounds fun. Yes, my two experiences, they one of them never really got past the first game and the one not got past the fourth session of it. Yeah, so yeah, I get I get that problem. That's not actually a game that's even does that even exist as like a board game now? Cuz you could pretty much just do it with pen and paper, right? Yeah, I don't think it's even I mean, I don't even know if it's on Board Game Geek as a game yeah. cuz it's not even a there's no board or for those of you that don't know like how would you how do you describe diplomacy it's like pretty much like a a move a secret move order game right with a little bit of negotiation and definitely a lot of the treachery yeah it's like a war war based game where everyone's playing a different country and then you basically the turns are you go into a room and you have 15 minutes to talk to the other players and make deals with them and then when you all reconvene so it's at the table you in the game I guess not, I've never not played like that. Not unlike that, yeah. but a little more war than actual diplomacy. Or, yeah. Well, I mean, diplomacy, but uh, less. You and you're trying to solve problems, whereas these guys are trying to uh, solve it by killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you support. And like, it's basically you, 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 you say you're going to support somebody, and then you go back and you say you're going to support everybody, and then you go back to the table and you only support one person, and you basically backstab everybody else, and then it's all revealed by the moves that you you write down this weird code, apparently. On a piece of paper, and you all hand it, which in. dictates your movement and like your where your armies mm-hmm. are, and on a turn, there's it's a European based map, as I b- recall, yeah, I right? So yeah, Western and Europe or something. What's really fascinating too about it is like you can't support everybody, and you also know that you're not someone's going to be lying to you. Much like Game of Thrones, for right. instance, you know you're going to be backstabbed. So now it's just a matter of like mitigating that, I guess. I and I and I love that in games. I love mm-hmm. back backstabbery in games. Uh, some people cannot handle that. Um, mm-hmm. And big so. fan over here, <laughs> but I I find those games it depends on the level of backstab. If people, I don't know, it 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 can cause real grudges sometimes. It, I think a game needs to balance mm-hmm. how grudge inducing it is to lie to your <laughs> friends with like their understanding that you were strategically playing the game the best you could. I feel like with that game in particular, they give you enough license to do it because it's written into the rules a little bit because you have the time to go and meet with people privately. It's implied that you're going to not be honest to somebody because who's going to go into a room and talk for 15 minutes about how they're going to murder each other? Like (laughs) You're going to make promises. (laughs) I'm going to kill you, Jake. But but I agree with you, Becca, because there are are a lot of games that maybe have an element of potential backstabbing or uh, maybe even no element that you've just like gone back on a deal because you could legally in the game. And that that creates a lot of grudges, for sure. Yeah. I I, I like that personally because it adds that interesting dynamic to the game. And even like, so Game of Thrones is one example. It's on the 100 list. That was one of my favorite games going into this. Um, and I had developed before? before I started playing. Got it. Sorry, um, I wouldn't put it at the top ten anymore. I believe but, it's called Game of Thrones, the game. Yeah, the board game. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So, uh, I basically i I don't mind backstabbing people, and I don't care if people backstab me. So I guess that's where I sit. So that's probably why I enjoy it because I don't care if someone does it to me. You're Do you a say cool, sorry? relaxed dude, though. Most of us are higher strong. <laughs> I just I don't care. Like I. It's if it's part of the game, if the rules say yes. you are allowed to make a deal and 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 especially when it goes along with the flavor of the game, especially in something like Game of Thrones, it's it's so built into the sort of like theme of the game. 
But I noticed over many plays of that game with my friends that I'd started developing a reputation of because I backstabbing people so I had to sort of mitigate that by playing a few games yes. where I didn't backstab anybody just to show my like honor adjust or the meta a little bit yeah, in your favor sure. so uh, that was an interesting part of that game that I where, where, where previous games are coming into play when you're playing a game I think that's really interesting uh, your Instagram is gamey Lannister but <laughs> Lannister is the least strategic family to choose in that game is it not uh, I guess I mean that's not why I picked the name but <laughs> What what faction do you typically choose? Uh, I should, you just go random. Oh wow! Yeah, random. I'm a fan whoa. of ran, rando. Choosing. Rando, yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will say that like Stark feels like the one that's toughest. Yeah, because you're just so spread out. Stark and Stark the walls is right shitty, there. Yeah, yeah. Disagree. I mean, there may be wildlings, but at least you're safe from most other players duking cool it out in cards. the Southlands. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's very Canadian feeling up there, <laughs> you know. So. I feel I feel akin to that. Do you apologize yeah. to people when you backstab them? Uh, of course. <laughs> well, I usually cheers them and say like, "I love you." Uh, yeah, you do start out with yes. Th- th- I would expect that from you. I love you, and I'm also attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears. Big epic full table games is one thing. Legacy games are another genre that it graces the top 100 list. Pandemic Legacy is what I'm thinking of, and I see that season two recently made it to the top 100 as well as season one. Yeah. So did you play through both seasons of Pandemic Legacy? And what was your what were your thoughts on I them? did not play through both, like, all the way to the end. This was this was probably one of the most often questions I got when I was doing this. People were like, are you going to play all of Pandemic Legacy? Oh, they, okay. People yeah. really wanted to know that. And my answer was, I'm going to play it as much as I can play it until I feel that I understand the legacy aspect of it. But I'm not going to play the whole thing. That adds another, you know, 12 at least games. 12 games to the <laughs> yeah. list. And, you know, I didn't play Gloomhaven all the way from beginning to end. That would that would take that would take the entire 100 days. To yeah. play. Kingdom <laughs> Death Monster is also on there too, right? Yeah, so There's all the campaign, campaign. Yeah, the campaign ones, I mean, again, the the like the the purest in me would have said you have to play all of them, but, you know, practically I play them as much as I I would play a, play the game, iterate through the evolution of it, getting the stickers out and putting them down and upgrading your your dude and playing another version of it. And then you say, okay, I get it. I get the, you know, how this evolves over. I can imagine how this would be over a, the campaign of a game. Obviously there's surprises I didn't get to see. Yep. So, I mean, but that wasn't my intent. I wasn't trying to fully evaluate every game. What was the intent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. It came to me just one day and I, I turned to Emma and I said, do you think this is a good idea if I play the hundred top hundred games in a hundred days? And she said she was in bed at the time, and she said no, but you should do it. And then she rolled over and went back to sleep. Do whatever you want. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke about you waking her up to ask this question. And that was true. <laughs> it literally, that's the way it was. Uh, and yeah, and then I just I started the next day because I think I knew deep down that if I didn't, I would never do it. Yes, I, you got to go for it when I it just happens. started. I did had no idea how to do it. I just I just played Castles of Burgundy because I had it in in my closet, and it was even hard to get someone to play the first game with. Like I was like Emma, do you want to play this with me? She's like I don't really want to play right now. And I was like Oh my god, what have I got myself into? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Your no. first attempt. She's like No. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I want to go through some of those games like a little bit more a little bit more uh, bullet speed. Like let's let's talk about some of the like how was Castles of Burgundy? I love that game. I I, that, I put that game in the middle for me. Sure. It's just a lot of uh, dice rolling and and like I'm not a big fan of the point salad ones because okay. the exciting part of the game is the counting the point. Well, actually, not I guess those are the ones you count points as you go. 
but there's never any like highs and lows. I like games with big high, big highs yeah. or big lows. Yeah, Castles is nice because you do count some of them along the way, but then there's also a big burst at the ending as you count all of what you've built. Right. But yeah, it is it is definitely one of those kind of solitaire separate things. Yeah. The only difference you have is what you take that yeah. they can't. And I don't mind those. I mean, those are kind of nice for Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You're just drinking a beer or yes. whatever, and you're just kind of like relaxed and you're just you know rolling dice and just hanging out was speaking of drinking beer was there either a game that you played that you were either a little too drunk or too sleepy to play or like you didn't really get the true experience for me yeah a lot of them uh <laughs> uh caverna that game <laughs> yeah uh, so i went out the night before to some event i can't remember what it was my friends took me to an open bar and they were like pouring all these margaritas yeah and i just got very drunk and then i woke up the next morning and I was like, oh shit, I have to play, I have to go play Caverna. And then <laughs> I went and I think I was still intoxicated when I was oh, sat down. No. And I was meet, it was a meetup, so I was meeting people for the first time. Oh and no. And I was like, guys. Smelling like tequila. I was like, I have to apologize. I, I think I'm still drunk. I'm sorry. And then uh <gasps> You led with that. That's great. I, I was just like, I gotta oh, complete. You're so honest, and then David. and then we played and I lost, but at least I played. I like I literally was like, okay, I'm gonna focus on one thing. It's just like <laughs> Collect donkeys or whatever it was. I mean, admitting it, admitting that you're hungover is great. Admitting that you're still drunk is very brave, yeah, and I appreciate that. That's an alcoholic that. level I appreciate of uh, introduction. <laughs> that's great. I, hey, I, that's the times I say I am hungover, meaning I'm still drunk, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell people that I drunk that much. All right, what about Great Western Trail? Oh, yeah. That was really fun. I like yeah. that game. Yeah. Oh, she's a crunchy one. Yeah, it's crunchy, but- And you didn't watch my video for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally, I did. I I watched it. No, uh, this is, that's one that I chose to do because uh, it's set. It goes through Missouri. And are, that's are you from Missouri? From, oh, yeah. cool. Cattle ranchers for the win. That's a, that's a wonderfully complex game in terms of all the many things you can do to get points as a frontiers person. Is that what you are in that Thank game? Frontiers yes, person. Yes, I yeah. am a frontiers person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you can go to Montreal in that game, I think. Right? Yes, you can. There's a, there's a train stop. So there you go. Uh, okay, so this is this is a crunchy Euro game, uh, mm-hmm. a little point salad. Was there enough interaction for you? Because it's number 10 currently on BGA. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't rank it that high for me, but um, I like the, I don't know, it's, it's weird. That's what I'm saying. Some games, even though despite everything I just said, I still like them. I, I can't explain why. Yeah, well, I they was wondering. They have flavor uh, yeah, on their own. I do like thematic th- okay, yeah, I do like theme and I like story. Anything that has a very story-driven thing. and even Makes you that... want to do a voice. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> It makes me want to like buy a plot of land in the middle of you know yeah. desert. Immersion is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, cowboy, you can't come down <laughs> this path anymore. It's almost a rolling move, but uh, your movement is dictated by the types of cows you have, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that makes no sense. No, it's the herd, right? Because it's about the fact that they might wander off while you're herding yeah, them, exactly. so your yeah. progress is stymied. It's also teaching you how to be a real frontiers person. So there's there's a bonus there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, life applicable skills. And yeah, and about the different types of cows. Yeah. Name three. Uh, Gurney. Mm-hmm. That's a brown one. I thought it was a black and white one. Okay. All right, so I good start. Guernsey. Uh, Guernsey. Guernsey. That's there what I meant to say. Got it right. Yeah, Guernsey. Gurney is what you put a sick person in in a hospital. Right. Or dead one. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess. And then other than other cows. Longhorn was one, maybe. I can't remember. That's oh wow. We're really Welcome good. Welcome to Victory Points, the podcast where we try to remember <laughs> types of cows. We're so close. Uh, I want to say like Jack. 
Jattlehorn. Yeah, Jattlehorn. That was it. That's the third one. <laughs> no, that's the that one's in Twilight Imperium. Actually, that's a faction <laughs> you can play. All right. Uh, other, I see Scythe is up there, which is one that's so well regarded, as well as Terraforming Mars. Did these ones that are in the top ten talked about constantly? Did they live up to it? And is it all just a fog to you? It's like binging a TV show too fast where it's hard to really differentiate sometimes. It's hard for me to... I can remember every game that I played, which is strange. It's um, very impressive. And everyone that I played with. I don't... I can't say that I can judge all of them fairly because of all the factors of... Sometimes it's just like learning curve to a game. I don't... I, but I find that my my tastes are a bit reversed. I don't... I tr I've tried to like Scythe. I've played it so many times now. I just don't really i just oh, I can't like get i don't know what it is uh, i just sure. can't get into it um area it, control with alien monster type minis and uh mechs, mechs. yeah mechs. it just feels like it's like it's not the promise of the game maybe I have, oh yeah i have too much expectation hype. for strong it strong hype and it's not even hype in the sense of what i've read or heard about it's a hype when i look at the game oh it's like it's yeah, hyping me up too. to a thing that it's not it's not prom it's not delivering what it looks like it's promising when i look at the Look Do you feel game. that way? I feel like it's promising. Kind of like maybe more, maybe it's the combat thing. Maybe it's the fact that it's, I it, get that the mechs are there to sort of like keep everybody on, you know, in their position. And it, as opposed it's not to, as much combat as it looks like. Yes. The, the, yeah, exactly. The, the mechs are, the, are such a present in all of the art, and yet they are just merely there for mm -hmm. most of the game. The, the, the yeah. times they attack are maybe once or twice per yeah. player. And I feel like the just getting them off and like getting them on the board is where you get one point. That's to me the purpose of them. So, and then there's 16 ways to get points. That's so it just point. feels, like, feels like there's just there. But I mean, people love that game and I own it and I, I, I'll bust it out and play it with people and teach it to them. Cause I keep waiting for that moment where I'm going to just love it. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Did you feel that way about terraforming Mars? I also didn't like that game oh my too. Gosh. Yeah. What? I, so I have to confess, this I played it the future. for the first time yesterday. Oh, <gasps> Never had played it before somehow. It okay. never got on my table. Talk us through. What yeah. is this game? A Terraforming Mars is a game where you play a corporation and you are trying to terraform Mars and put make it more livable. You do that by doing three things. You increase the oxygen, you increase the temperature, and you provide water on the surface. Uh, it's a it's a point salad game as well. Um, there's a little bit more interaction in it in that um, one of the optional rules allows you to draft action cards as opposed to just drawing them. Um, but uh, it's a really fascinating game because there's a lot of uh, different options to not only literally terraform Mars by putting plants on it, but also to add more technology and uh, increase different resources, including money and steel and um, titanium. I don't know. The whole Mars thing is great. More titanium. I thought it was a blast, and I visually loved it. What was okay about it for you? Yeah, I, why? Why are you so wrong? <laughs> I know. What's wrong with it? Am I dead inside? Because that sounds Not amazing. At Not That's, at all. And I love. And I love. I love space theme stuff. Yeah. I would literally go if someone offered me the chance to go colonize Mars, like actually in real life. I would. I would consider it for sure. I would. So all of that speaks to me personally, but mm -hmm. I just also don't like. I'm just terrible at engine building games. Uh, I, it is an engine I, builder too. I yeah. am so bad at engine building. I guess it's it's like a delayed gratification thing. I just want the, I want it now, and I just like I, this card is not good for me now. I don't I don't yes. care about this card. And then I always 
lose because I don't take the cards I should. Well, turn optimization is a good skill to have, but sometimes it's a delayed thing when you're playing a game that yeah. requires engine building. Yeah. Often it is. That's interesting. The thing that made it such a good engine builder to me is that the stack of cards from which you kind of, um, the main cards of the game from which you start to build your engine and make your mechanisms go are all unique. And there's a huge stack of them. There's no repeats in there. And that's bananas to me. That there's uh you can't build the same engine as someone else because you can't get the same cards as someone else. Whoa, that is some next level uh crafting, game crafting. Yeah, it's very impressive. Okay. Despite yeah. Now, do you think burnout may be a factor? Because where did Terraforming Mars come in your 100 days? I think it came actually with it was game 50. I think so. Probably so the middle of your burnout. Yeah. The very yeah. <laughs> now it's not nice and fresh, and and you're just getting into which we found out that the beginning was tough too. But like you're not, the, your experience of the games wasn't uh, yeah. at its freshest, nor was it with the end in sight particularly. No, that's your. That's a great point. That's probably true. I would definitely. I mean, I'd play it again. I want to play all of them. Well, not all of them, but I want to play a bunch <laughs> of them again. Yeah. Just to give them a fair shake. Yes. And also, yeah, like you said, like actually, it's not that I didn't enjoy playing any of them. I enjoyed it, but it was like, felt like I was doing a thing. Is there one that you were like, man, I should give that a second shot? Like, do you know right now that you still are itching to play? Well, yeah, I, I had, didn't have a great experience playing uh, Through the Ages. Mm -hmm. And that needs a... But because I got, to, like, first of all, I was very tired. It was near the end. And also, I got destroyed. <laughs> Like she was relentless. Like she just was. It was no mercy. Just and I was this a meetup person. This was, yes, this was a meetup person. I played both through the ages with her. Um, in the first meetup we went to, uh, this guy came and he had he had a couple drinks before we played, and I was I knew I was like that's a bad idea for this game, and because he's not a big gamer either, oh, and yeah. so uh, he just he just then had a hard time with the rules for the first you know two hours that yeah, we that's played. That's a complex and, one. And so you know, I played that with her and then I played the second one with her because um, she was there. She taught it to the two of us and she's played it a lot and she's uh, she's really good at it. Jenna's her name. And uh, she just was she, and I told her, I was like, don't go back, like, don't no mercy. I don't care. Like, I just play your game against me. And then I just got I've never Demolish. been beat down. <laughs> I've never been beat down in a game as much as that. Like her score, oh, yeah, Jenna. Her score thing was like laughing me. It was just like going out the door. I was just like, I'm like, I'll move one score. And she's like 90 ahead of me. And it's just like, it was, it was a bit. All right. That's on. on the list then. Yeah. Home, I'll definitely put that again. Home turf advantage to yeah, Jenna. Ex yeah, exactly. All right, David, we're running out of time here, but I want to know if someone at home is Maybe they have an endeavor of their own. Maybe not board game specific. Maybe mm. it's just, I have a challenge I could give myself. What is your advice? How do you maintain the endurance? Why didn't you give up? And what can you give people at home? That's a good question. I actually never hadn't thought about that. Um, I would say, do just of all, just do it. As like simple as and Nike slogan-y as that sounds. Just because <laughs> um, starting is is very hard sometimes and just you you can't predict how it's going to turn out um but through the act of doing a, a thing that's crazy challenging people kind of just come to your rescue and then they and it kind of opens up this door to this to worlds that you never expected and to me that was the takeaway from doing this was all the people i met i mean it sounds like a hallmark commercial but honestly the people i met who just came out of nowhere and and wanted like they were cheering me on and we were playing a game and i remember one time i was playing 
um, this one of the five game days we did, and by game four, I was like so tired. And then they're like, "No, we need to play a fifth one because you have to finish yeah, this." Yeah, they did and it for like, you. I was like, "Whoa, holy shit!" Like you, you care about me finishing? Yeah, just as much as I do right now. And that was, that was amazing. And and but yeah, so my advice to people is just like, I don't know, don't be, don't be afraid to ask for help. And and it's surprising how much people actually care about about just helping people do a thing a support it's systems, like a, yeah that's helpful right especially in this and especially in gaming I, f- I just found that like people are so nice in in the board gaming world and everyone was so supportive and it just maybe it's because it's like another game for them it's just like the idea of doing this thing and i don't know it's kind of it's kind of amazing that's beautiful i saw the film version of this flash before my eyes there <laughs> is a perfect bow on the ending I like that you also just started it. Like when Emma turned over and went out to sleep, you're like, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the next tomorrow. morning. And yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. You went and you did it. And I think the just do it thing is, is the most valid part of that is like, get it started because you won't do it otherwise. Mm-hmm. And like also have public shaming if you don't do it. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Absolutely. Post about it. So then you have to follow through. Exactly. All right. Well, I hope this episode was helpful to people who may have a goal that they'd like to accomplish. I think you can do it. So uh, start immediately tomorrow morning, maybe even today, depending on what time of day. Uh, Any final thoughts, Jake? Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so glad that uh, we got to talk about the 100 top board games in 100 days. That's so ambitious. Yeah, we haven't had anybody do something like that before. No, not at all. Uh, Ruel has done uh, similar things, <sighs> blogging about a certain amount of games within a year. At Ruel Gaviola. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we know who to call next time we need the rules <laughs> to a game. So you'll be on the short list, David. Uh-huh. Thanks to everybody at home. Make sure that you spread the word about Victory Points and uh, rate us and review us. We like that. Take care. Bye. Bye.